0: Hello, everybody. JB here with Soccer Dad Pod. It's a beautiful day here in the loo. Um, we are ready and set for another episode. Uh, and this time, we're this is uh, two in a row where we're Zooming, and this one was absolutely mandatory because our guest today is a number of time zones away, and we're really stoked. Um, we are, you know, super... Uh, just kind of taken aback at his willingness to come onto the show and tell a story because not only are we going to be able to ask some questions that uh, intrigue us, but these are likely questions that if you're a soccer fan and you've been watching streaming services at all, you probably have the same question. So that's a little little clue on who we have today. Um, I want to recap our last episode. We had Julie Softner and her son, Louie, um, the daughter and grandson of Jim Scott, of Scott Gallagher, uh, fame. Um, just an incredible conversation where they, you know, told uh, stories about the early days of the club and the, 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 the vibe on the, in the station wagon to the buses, uh, traveling around, the importance of, you know, really taking care of the kids in the club. Um, just a really fun conversation. We talked about the Living Legacy Foundation over at Scott Gallagher. That is intended; it's an endowment that helps families in need, um, you know, cover the expenses that 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 are associated with the club and the game that they have coming up. That intended to raise money for that endowment, and that is a friendly spring friendly between the Indiana University and St. Louis your your own St. Louis University Billikens. Uh, That's April first out at Soccer Park. Three o'clock in the afternoon. So if you can go check it out, um, you know we we continue to be amazed and appreciative of the listener support. Uh, the numbers just keep going up. Have no idea why and where that's coming from, uh, but we are thankful. So, well, today's guest is going to be a fun one. We've spoke number of times on the show about the. Uh, cultural impact of television on the popularity, the rise of popularity of soccer in the States, um, you know, due to Ted Lasso. Uh, and in particular, the other show on Hulu, which is called Welcome to Wrexham, has had just an incredible impact on bringing awareness to the game, to the team, um, and just really kind of the in- enthusiasm for the culture that, The game creates. Um, Today's guest is directly uh, just a huge part of of that whole story. Um, Not only is he from Wrexham, uh, not only is he a Wrexham fan, but he is Mr. Wayne Jones, the owner of the turf pub located at the racecourse grounds. And for all of you that have watched the show, yes, it's that Wayne Jones, the tall one that looks extremely frustrated. Uh, when trailing and unbelievably happy when they're not, um, th- this is going to be a fun conversation. Really hope you enjoy it. You know, we 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 really love what we love about Wayne is his his role and really just kind of the community's role um, from Wex- Wrexham in the story because we all know that you know even the guests that we've had they they've they've all had their highlights and and their fame on the field and the cups and the wins and all of that but when it comes right down to it soccer is about community it's about uh your love affair with the team and that process through the good and the bad and we're going to jump right in to Wayne giving us a little bit of background into the bad, the pre-Ryan and Rob days, uh, uh, what was going on and the fear. And then we're gonna move right into the transition of uh, where they're at today. So hope you enjoy the show. Please give us a follow, shout out a review, um, and we will take it from here. Thank you.
1: So so what happened is i have, have had um several really shady owners where they've just taken every penny out of the club and built flats on the land and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. And they touch a little bit on it in the show where uh, a guy called Hamilton, who ironically, I didn't, I didn't see him. I was living in Australia. So I, I missed that entire episode, but there's another guy that you can, if you're interested, you can Google a guy called Jeff Moss, who is actually from Chester, who is our, who are our big rivals, obviously. Um, and he came in and he actually did more damage than Hamilton. And Rob McElhenney wasn't aware of this guy. When I, when I had a beer with him, I said, you know, you, you touch on Hamilton and he was a big factor. But there's a guy called Jeff Moss who tried even more to demolish the ground, demolish the turf and all the rest of it. Thankfully, he didn't succeed. But he he came very, very close in the fact that um, the football club was given 12 hours to survive it. So that the league that we play in, which is the National League, they they put a uh, they put a two hundred and fifty thousand pound bond on our head. If we didn't pay it within twelve hours, we were gonna be expelled from the league and that would be the end of Rexham Football Club's hundred and sixty-three year history. So thankfully the fans rallied round. Um I got a knock on the turf door and 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 rallied the troops and everybody else rallied the troops and the two hundred and fifty thousand pounds was raised in you know by by that evening. So people were giving deeds to their houses, you know, they were giving their life savings, they were giving all sorts just to keep the club afloat. So so the, not only is the turf had a, had a really, um, uh, not checkered past, but uh, a, a real sort of danger around it, but the football club has had a bigger danger around it. And, and they go so, I mean, they're extremely linked. So, you know, I mean, this this guy, he, he, he come, I forget his name, the, the guy that campaigned to save the turf. Um, Rodri Morgan. Say again, sorry. Rodri Morgan correct yes you're right correct yeah um so what (laughs) happened was i I, because like i said i I wasn't living here then i was in australia but i believe he got local councillors involved and there was a massive march around wales with tens of thousands of people saying that you know the pub shouldn't be touched the pub is part of rex football club and they go hand in hand um and thankfully the council made it a listed building which in the uk means that you can't demolish it um so yeah, roll forward 15 years and it's in the strongest position it has ever been. Um, and a lot of that is down to our hard work, me, my wife, and our staff. Uh, but a lot of that is also, you know, thankful. We're very thankful to Robert Ryan because they've given us another, another boost yet again. So yeah, um, the turf has had some, some darker times, but. I mean, it's it's going such what it's going nowhere now because it's it's certainly the place to be.
2: So well, on that note, you, 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 your your wife stumbled through the door a few minutes ago, which was comical for us on the video side. Um, it might not play as well on the audio side, but we'll we'll do something to make that work. But how I I've been married for tw- almost twenty one years, and I don't work with my wife, and I don't spend <laughs> eight hours plus per day with my wife, and so I'm just curious. How that's been going for you and and how how you guys managed to stay business partners working hard in a very up and down business and keep things working on the main side.
0: Yeah. And let me let me add one more question component to that, you know, because the microscope is so much uh you know the, the heat is on now you know with everything that's yep. happening uh we'd love to hear how that's working out with you guys and if you uh uh you, you know are loving the process
1: yeah well uh, in, uh truthful answer to your question is my wife's behind me so she can hear me but Shelly, <laughs> Shelly, um, should we ask her Shelly's we'll th- ask her <laughs> yeah uh, do you want to say hi Shelly? hey what's Hello. up my my wife's a civil servant. She works for the government. So she doesn't actually work in the pub um full time, which is the answer as to why it works. Um, we yeah. would kill each other. Absolutely kill each other <laughs> if we work eight hours a day. So sure, but she but she is very supportive. She will come and she will come and help on really busy match days. She will come and help on um, you know, if I need a, a few hours off, she'll, she'll always step in and help. So she's very supportive. But um we we actually have um we actually have future plans to to build to spend major money and to, to build where the, the butty van is now that you can see on the show mm-hmm. yep. to, to remove that little thing and to build uh like a half a million pound second turf if you like because we just can't get enough people in so um if that if that's uh if that is um successful you know we're, we're, we've got talks next week if that's successful then maybe we, we've discussed possibly shelly leaving his civil service job and coming to work for us full time so if you try to ask me again in a year's time and I'm dead, there's the answer to your
0: question. <laughs> hey, how's your oh, life insurance, shouting, Your Your premium's all up to uh, date. She's out in
1: the background. She's uh, partners in the background. So. There you go. <laughs> um, well, hey, uh, just...
0: No, it works. No, uh, no, no, it's okay. I just want to uh, uh, just kind of update everybody, remind everybody. We, we got Wayne Jones on here with us. Uh, the, the bartender extraordinaire um, uh, made globally popular by Welcome to Wrexham. Um, He's exceptionally good looking compared to Ryan and and Rob. So he's got that going for him as well. So uh, we want to get that out of the way. Um, You know, earlier you were talking about we we, uh, were getting into kind of the early days when this is all going. The rumors were swirling and then everything came to fruition. what, What I'm really curious about is the pub culture and the... The, the vibe within the pub from the regulars and everything because I'm you know this show kind of alluded to clearly uh, apprehension <sighs> and certain doubt and then others that were like you know how do how do we turn the down turn down this opportunity etc what was it like at the pub you know whenever you, you you know late night on in the middle of the week, couple pints strewn out, and then everybody's a genius at that point, right? Uh, how were the conversations early on and through th- through those early transition days? You know what what did the pub community think about everything that was going on?
1: I think everybody was just absolutely super excited, um, really really keen to get it over the line. Um, like I said, thirty one years of Pretty much always misery watching Wrexham. You become a bit of a cynic. So um, I think I think there's a bit of uh, apprehension as to, to the thought that it possibly could collapse. Um, uh, let's not forget that Wrexham Football Club was averaging around 5,000 fans before Robin Ryan. So for our level of football, that is pretty impressive. But under the supporters' trust ownership, which is what we were, we were heavily reliant on, I would say, and I'm guessing here, but I would imagine... 80% of our turnover was probably through people coming through the turnstiles. So when COVID hit, we were um, you know, we, we were in real danger of, 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 of potentially folding because, you know, we weren't cash rich, you know, we we were um, without without supporters coming through the turnstiles, which is 80% of our turnover, and the other 20% is, you know, sponsorship, which they're not going to sponsor you because there's nobody watching the game. So. You know, we we, we we were in a dark place. So, I think Wrexham supporters at that time, when it first came around, were just so relieved that I mean, we, we, one we couldn't believe it, and two we were just going, okay, well, we we really need this to happen. Because when I look back now and I talk to people in the pub now about this, we say we really really dread to think where Wrexham Football Club may have and you know had Robin Ryan not come into town. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a thought that I don't I don't like to think about because I, I would imagine the next step would have been part-time um, because we wouldn't have had the finances to, to keep going full-time. Sure. And then that has its own, is, is, its own problems because if you go part-time, you then get less people through the gates because people think you lack ambition. Uh, and then if you get less people through the gates, you then have, we have this huge lovely stadium that is crumbling down around us that obviously we now own because Rob and Ryan have bought it, but we didn't back then. And we were paying £120,000 a year rent. Plus, we had, we had the upkeep of it. So, yeah, we, we were in a dark place. So, in answer to your question, um, listen, um, it was one of trepidation because we were scared it was going to fall through. People were super excited. People were texting and phoning. Have you heard anything? Do we know what's going to happen? And all the rest of it. And I think it was only 31 people out of thousands and thousands that voted no. Um, and we called them people. Sad bastards, because otherwise the club <laughs> was going nowhere. So, um, yeah, we, we, we often joke about the 31. What, what do they think now, looking at what they've achieved well- in two years?
0: Yeah, was was it an open vote? Do you know who the thirty one are, and do they are they, you know? There's been fi- an
1: active pursuit of them. We we have allocated. We we found a few. We think. Yeah, you know, we I mean, them, they should be buy buying. The 30, be glad to know.
0: They should be like a just a rotating door of buying rounds and rounds and rounds at the pub, like in you know, out of punishment for their short-sightedness, right?
2: Yeah, or, or, they're like American politicians who didn't vote for certain oh, bills. and Put kind of signs up that say, "Look what I did." Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're taking advantage of it. Okay. So I have a, a kind of a, a different question for you, Wayne. In that, I listened to you on a different podcast where there was two American blokes that that talked a little bit about football. Have you been to the U.S. before?
1: Yeah, so before I met Shelly, my wife, I went, uh, me and the guys from Turf, we flew into Vegas, did Phoenix, LA, San Francisco, and back around to Vegas. But in June this year, me and Shelly, um, so my wife turned 40 last year. I've just turned 40. Sorry, sorry, I turned 40 last year. My wife's just turned 40 in January. So we fly into Boston in June, this coming June. Uh, we got a couple of days there. Then we, we, we're down into New York for three days. Uh, we're in Philly for three, uh, where Rob's looking after us, and then we're in Washington, and then we're going to hire a car, and we've got five days um, where we're going to possibly drive down to Asheville, that kind of neck of the woods, and then drive back. Um, and I I, I I, should say that it's not been announced yet, but Wrexham are going to be playing a friendly, the first team. There's a Legends team that's been announced, but there's going to be Wrexham's current teams, on Mullin and all the rest of them. We're going to be home. Well, I say we, the the football team is going to be over there in mid-July. We believe it's going to be in North Carolina. So so the plan, so our our plan, me and my wife's plan was to go for three weeks, but she's very kindly allowed me to trim that to two weeks so I can fly back over with the guys in mid-July. So I've only been to America once, but I'll be there twice this this summer.
0: Yeah, because the uh, July game, I think it was just announced here, it is at North Carolina uh, versus Chelsea.
1: Yeah, I find that a little bit bizarre. I'm not too sure how I feel about that because uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really a lover of Chelsea, if truth be told. But I would imagine it will oh. be Chelsea's. Are you is Chelsea your second string?
0: That's yeah. The, uh, well, they they're my first because we just now got this team. So uh, I've yeah. been a blue lover since '90. Uh, when I was oh, a little yeah, so kid,
1: you, you remember, you remember, obviously the Graham Lassos and all the rest of them.
0: Yep, I was, I was pre-Russian oligarch money, so it was. Uh, <laughs> I have a little bit of a soul left, uh, but yeah, then but I totally, and- I tossed the soul out whenever the cups just kept coming in and coming in and coming in. You know, yeah, yeah. you
1: know, I, 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 say, I say, I have a dislike for Chelsea, not as much as I have a dislike for Man United. Chelsea, the only thing with Chelsea oh, that got brilliant. me was I wasn't, a, I wasn't a Mourinho fan. I just, I just. Just something about the guy that drove me nuts. The, um,
0: the fact that he self anointed himself is the great one. Yeah, <laughs> that might have a mean, l- to
1: be. To be fair to him, he was a serial winner, wasn't he? You know, yeah. the guy probably on the decline now. If you, it, the, the, there's a big rumor actually over here that Mourinho is going to be the next US national coach, I don't know if there's any rumor over there.
0: Well, we we have all kinds of rumors because our national coach search is. I mean, it's a straight up soap opera. It's a shit show. Uh, yeah, much yeah, like our right, yeah. much like our capital. So, um, we pretty much have shit shows at all levels right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things I, I, that was actually one of my questions, you know, outside of Wrexham. Okay. You, you, somebody holds a gun to your head, you know, pick your team. You can't pick Wrexham. Who, who's, who's the B team? Who, who do you support and not tell anybody? Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. No, I, so I, I, I'll tell you no lies. So my, I have a soft spot for Liverpool because my father's a Liverpool, so my father's a Wrexham fan, but he's a his second team is a Liverpool uh, thing. So me and my wife, have got a soft spot for Liverpool, um, been to Anfield we're very lucky that we're only 40 minutes away from Anfield so if Wrexham are playing somewhere really bizarre that I've been to several times you know it's a ten-hour round trip then I can get a ticket for Anfield then I will I, if I can ever get time off I haven't been since um since before Covid but yeah I've been to Anfield on a couple of dozen times it's a really special place um it, for me it's almost like the home of football but um, yeah, so but listen, if you ask me now if there was an FA Cup final and Wrexham played Liverpool, I would very much be in the Wrexham camp. I'm a Wrexham guy. You know, Wrexham's my team. But you know, if Wrexham are struggling, then I want to see Liverpool beat Man United and beat the rest of them guys. So um Yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool's the second season. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do, real quick, Fizaro, with you. We're gonna take just a quick break, uh, pause. Uh, we'll be we'll be right back on here. We have to uh, thank people for allowing us to do what we do, and um, <laughs> we'll be right back to ask you more questions uh, about this chaos that is r- welcome to Wayne's World. So, thank you for your time, man. We'll uh, we'll be right back.
1: Your shirt looks very similar to. A- oh, no, no. Go ahead. Your shirt it looks very similar to Watford. It's got a Watford feel to it. Your yeah.
0: badge is very Watford. It, it does from a nice. distance. It's uh, So what it is is basically the arch. St. Louis is known for the the arch, the big metal arch, right? Uh, but okay. the way they designed it is we also have the Mississippi and the Missouri River and the Illinois River that all kind of come in together. So all okay. the lines are supposed to be like the confluence of the area. So Brilliant. kind of uh, well, well thought out there. Um. We are back, um, Soccer Dad Pod. We have uh, a little bad finger on the tunes today. Uh, one of the greatest rock bands from Wales ever. Uh, in honor of our guest, Mr. Wayne Jones, the proprietor uh, of the, the most popular pub in Wrexham. Um, you know, Wayne, again, thank you for coming on. Um, you know, we've, we've touched on a number of things today. Um, and I'm just really, really curious, uh, uh, leaning into just kind of the culture, you know, what the, the shift that you guys have went through, because, you know, you talked earlier about, um, the struggle that the club was going under for a number of years. And then you lead up to COVID and COVID was just such a global knockout punch to so many institutions, you know, in your small community, the effect that it had on the club, you know, was, was, was scary to say the least, you know, and in such a short period of time, uh, the, the effect of the new ownership group and, uh, the, the sponsorships and the television and, and, I'm I, you know, I, what other things are we missing that you, that you just couldn't have fathomed was going to be a result such as, you know, how is tourism these days? How is just, you know, your, your your Monday night happy hours probably are not the same as they were three years ago. So, you know, paint a little bit of a picture of kind of what, what the community culture is like kind of as a as a byproduct of everything that's been going on.
1: I mean, it's very difficult to put into words. You know, there's several things that spring to mind. You know, I, I certainly wouldn't have envisaged Wrexham getting sell out crowds on Tuesday nights, sell out crowds pretty much every game. Me having to do everything in my power to source tickets for people that have come from every part of America America that you can imagine. So, you know, I, I you know, me and my mates went and there was four or five thousand there and you you know you would joke that you know you could lie down in your row of seats because they were empty and things like that. But yeah, I mean we're getting sell out sell out crowds. You know, we have TikTok as our main sponsor, which is just blows your mind when you think the, the amount of money that they're worth and, and the Premier League clubs that would fall over themselves to get that deal through the water so um, yeah I, I, and, and you know I was sort of pre-warned uh, I can't remember who it was It might Rob or Ryan I can't remember they sort of said to me a couple of weeks before the, the show was, air, uh, was due to air because at that point I was really starting to get a bit anxious because let's not forget I'm just a local guy that runs a bar that you know is up work six seven days a week you know I'm just a publican so and I'm, I'm just a, a local, normal guy. So, um when I agreed to help them do the show, it was it was on the the theory that one, the football club benefits, and two, that you know they don't make us out to be something you know some like the laughing stock of the world. That was that could have been the, that would have been the worst thing because I have to live here. I love this town, but I have to live here. It can be very unforgiving if you you know you, you slate them. So, um so I, although I was although I was conscious of the fact that I didn't really say anything untowards and I tried to be honest and truthful all the way along. A week before i got really anxious because i was thinking it's two years since i started filming you know a lot of water has gone under the bridge in this time um so yeah i'm really really anxious but i remember rob or ryan saying to me you need to brace yourself for tourists and i kind of laughed at them and said behave like don't don't talk stupid um and they've absolutely nailed it because pretty much every, every single day of the week now well when i left tonight there was six canadians five americans a couple of australians and that's a quiet day so so, yeah um it, it's hard to it's hard to describe how much it's changed um i i you know i we, we have a we have that that food truck outside that you see so yeah. I'm, I'm on that seven o'clock every i'm on that seven o'clock or 7 30 if if the lady's working for me every day of the week um and then i come home five half five because i'm shattered but um so i i i'm still sort of wrapped up in my own little bubble but now in the day I have to spend 10, 15, 20 minutes speaking to these people that have come from afar because it's the right thing to do because, you know, they've come, they want to see the pub, they want to see the stadium um, and they want to chat and they want a selfie and all the rest of it. And that's absolutely fine because my small, tiny little part in this whole thing that's happening to this town and this football club is is to make them feel as warm and welcome as I possibly can and my team can. And if we do that and, and people return, then we've done our job. So, um, uh, and we're friendly people anyway, it's a very, very friendly town, so yeah, it's 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 night and day from where we were 30 months ago. Um, so but it's all positive, it's, it's absolutely positive.
0: So incredibly friendly, except for those 31
1: <laughs> that didn't vote for the uh, yes, but we've managed them to the, we the Welsh hills in along with us. <laughs>
0: JB here with Soccer Dad Pod. I just wanted to jump in here real quick and remind you, City SC home games are upon us. So please do not forget, well-spent brewery, three blocks away from the stadium, can be just an amazing option for you, pre- and post-game, great beer selection, plenty of NA options, tamales to boot, uh, and you have parking and just a beautiful walk right down uh, Olive to the stadium. Great solution for what will inevitably be the chaos that will be City SC home games. So keep that in mind. Uh, we're gonna bring you right back in here to our conversation with Wayne Jones, the owner, proprietor of the Turf Pub at Wrexham. So let's, let's get into a little bit of uh, uh, football slash soccer here. Um, I was completely enamored by the, the recent games, uh, the FA, Cups, uh, FA Cup matchups in, in particular, uh, the Sheffield games, Specifically, <laughs> so um, you, most most listeners of our show are familiar with what happened. Um, I'm really curious as to how you felt about those games in particular, given the run that we've just talked about, uh, coming from where you were two years ago to now. Um, you know, because I don't know if you know this, but here in the states, that that first week in the first leg uh, of of the matchup. Uh, ESPN, uh, ESPN Plus, which was carrying the game, the Wrexham game had the highest ratings out of any soccer matches on the ESPN network that weekend. So, you know, a fifth division team, you know, playing who they did. Um, How how did those games, did you feel like those games were kind of like an aha moment? Like, here we are, this is what's happening. You know, the kind of the global impact of the rise what, what did you think about that matchup?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't aware. I, 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 Rob whatsapp me and said, "How mad is this?" Rakhimov had the highest, you know, um, TV viewings on on ESPN Plus. I think so. I think he was taken back by it as well. If truth be told, um, it, it, in it, that them games, um, see, see, we don't, we don't, we're so we're so desperate to get up the national league that our 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 supporter base was a little bit split. Because obviously we got the we, we had the in the first game we were three two up in the ninety fifth minute and just completely switched off for the corner and yep. we got done. Um, in hindsight, if we'd have hung on, we would have played Tottenham Hotspur, which would have been a glamour tie. I can't speak for every supporter, but me personally, um, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of an eggs all in one basket, and I don't. We're never going to win the FA Cup, so um, I just I just want us to put every bit of energy and we took two big injuries in the first leg. So we, we lost Hayden and Tunnicliffe had two big defenders. Hayden is a, an exceptional player. He could quite comfortably play in the championship. So we, we lost them two players. And then we conceded in the last minute to draw three, three, and then it was a replay. So I was thinking, okay, we're two players down, you know, we've now got this one extra game at that point. We were six or seven points behind not counting with three games extra to play, which we had to fit into our already tight schedule. So, Although I went to Sheffield United for the replay, um, and again, we lost at the end, um, I drove home still sort of... still You know, I was proud of the team for running a team that will 99.9% certain to be in the Premier League next year. We run them very close the first game. We run them incredibly close the second game, although, although they were better than us the second game. You know, and we took them... T- twice we took them to the 95th minute. So I was proud of the fact that we'd achieved that, but my overriding emotion was, right... I'm glad we're out. Now we can focus on getting out of the National League. Now we can get these games played. And and as it's transpired, you know, we've played, we're only one game behind now. Of, I, I, I'm sure your listeners are aware, but we're now top. We're a point clear and we have one extra game to play. So, okay, a lot of that was because North County, you know, lost at the weekend. But we, we in February, we, we had eight injured players and we picked up 19 points out of 21. So, and that was seven games played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, it takes it at all. So, yeah, I enjoyed the FA Cup run. I think the fourth round, is it, that we got to, or the fifth round, I forget, was about where we needed to get to. We had the exposure. You know, we, we, we made the money from it. People say we don't need the money. Of course we need the money, you know. Yeah. We, we're, not, yeah. we're not that reliant on Rob and Ryan. We, of course we need money. You know, we're not going to turn down a million pounds that we made from it or whatever it might be. But so we made the money, we had the exposure, but I think the time was right to get out of it um, and focus on... What is the be all and end all for us, which is obviously promotion. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I find it bizarre that um, thousands and thousands and thousands of people from not just America but Canada and Australia are, are tuning in, um, and that's that's quite reflective in the amount of tourists that we're getting. I guess because they, you know, they all wanted to come to the games and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's like I say, it's 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 bonkers away from where we were three years ago.
0: So so let's let's kind of keep going down the uh, the path. Then the this, this season is clearly leaning your guys' way right now. Uh, you you look solid. You seem to be relatively healthy across the board. You've got a few knocks. Um, the 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 mental state of the team, kind of the way they played. I mean, the confidence level is just as a viewer, as a lover of the game, watching it. They look confident. Like there was no. There was no fear in, in those FA Cup matches in particular. It's like, you know, they're just ready. They knew what they had to do. You know, as you move through the second half of the season and you're coming up to that finish line that will be the end-all, you know, be-all for you, you know, what's what, – how, how, how do you imagine your reaction? Are you anticipating your feelings if you finish top of the table with that promotion? What, how, how stressed are you about that prospect? And don't well, I, I, and, and don't uh, jinx yourself. I'll, I'll 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 let you off the hook there. Don't jinx yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I often joke that it was easier to be shit because it's 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 a lot easier to go from thirteenth place to twelfth place. Um, we're not really we're not you know we're not really used to this you know this being the top of the tree you know scenario. So um, it's 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 enjoyable because we go into games and. I'll be brutally honest, as a football purist, it's not, it's not, Rex were not great to watch, Rex were not a, a brilliant football inside to watch, it's a lot of long ball, it's a lot of Phil Parkinson, who who I think is a brilliant manager, but he's known for his style of football um, and his style of football is not pretty on the eye, but we've had 15 years in this hellhole of a league and by hook or by crook, we just need to get out of it, now if that means we have to play rubbish football, so be it, so, you know, it's, it's not great to watch, but we're solid and we win games, but we are heavily reliant on moments of magic from from the likes of Paul Mullin and Ollie Palmer and, and these kind of players that are on big money for our level of football. Uh, don't forget. So, you know, we're, we're very reliant. I think I think North County are a better footballing side. If I'm truthful, I think a lot of Wrexham fans would agree with that. But we are solid. We just know how to win games. We've picked up two point five points from three. We're on course to finish uh, our projected figure. Uh, sorry, point totals of. 114 points. That's just absolutely unheard of. So, you know, I tweeted out after we beat Chesterfield on Tuesday. We really need to stop. Remember where we've been, and and just admire this side, regardless of the style of football that they play, for how phenomenal they are at getting over the line and winning these games. So, um, I, I I I've been a pessimist in the past, but I, I just have a an un, a denying belief that this management team. Uh, and these players are gonna get Wrexham over the the, uh, over the line. Um, I think we will win it at Barnet away, which is two games to spare. And I just think North County have done remarkably well to keep up with Wrexham, not the other way around, because we've got a better squad, so we should be up there. Um, but I'm just, I don't know. I, it's not like me. It's against the grain. I'm just confident. I just, I don't worry about them. You know, if they go one goal down, they always seem to turn it round. They just always seem to play. So we scored the most goals in the last three minutes of games this season than anybody else in our league. And that is for two reasons. That is because we're the fittest squad, um, because Rob and Ryan have invested in the in the infrastructure, i.e. the best fitness departments, et etc. et cetera. Um, and we've got winners in our team and the manager just insists that they keep going until the 93rd, 94th, 95th minute, whatever it may be. Uh, and that's a reason why we're scoring so many late goals. So that's a wonderful thing to have. Um, and I just, think, uh, I, I just think it's our time. You know? I think we've served our apprenticeship. I think it's our time. We've, we've done the hard yards. And it's our time to get
0: promoted. So, so does that does that ugly style that ends up winning? Doesn't that sound a little bit familiar? Like I believe we just spoke about Mourinho about ten minutes ago, <laughs> right? You, the, park the park the bus. Go, you know. I mean, I had to. I mean, it's a it's a big trophy <laughs> case, Zach. Come on now.
2: I know. <laughs>
0: so, so a couple couple questions. Um, you know, your 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 personal. Um, not your one-on-one relationship with Robin Ryan, but your your relationship with Robin Ryan's world. Um, you know, I'm assuming that's probably led to a lot of different interests or like you know aha moments or you didn't know. And one of the questions I have has to do with one of Rob's passions, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm sure you're familiar, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so my question is this: Did you two-part question? Number one: Did you watch the Super Bowl? And two: If you did. Was that a holding call at the end?
1: Uh, on my limited knowledge of that sport, um, <laughs> I mean, I, over here, over here, it is usually aired around midnight. Uh, and these days, I'm normally five hours sleeping by then. So, uh, but no, I, I watched it, um, and, and I think the whole of Wrexham was rooting for the Eagles purely because what Rob's done for us. Sure. Um, apart from one of my friends who, for some reason, hates them, but I don't know why. He's big. He's a big American. Uh, NFL fan but yeah um, I don't know I mean I, I, I wouldn't I'd be lying if I said I knew the rules inside out I think I get them Um to me it seemed a little bit harsh I, I don't I mean he pulled him obviously he pulled him I seen him pull him but sure I, you'd obviously you'll obviously roll up better I mean, I, I just thought it's for 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 the timing of the uh, of the action and for the the importance of the fixture I just thought mm, that's a big call but what I did see a couple of days later, Rob tweeted out a video of all the Philadelphia Eagles fans, uh, sorry players, saying, "We don't blame the referee. Yeah. We had it. You know, it was in our hands, you know." And that was very humbling, actually. Um, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in that position when I made that call. That's for sure.
0: Um, no, we. Uh, uh, we yeah,
1: I was. I was. I was gutted. They lost. Really gutted. Purely because I wanted. You know, I've I've gotten to become friends with the, the the proprietors of Max Tavern, which is Rob's bar in Philadelphia, who we, we chat to regularly, and I knew he had a busy night and I just wanted everything to go well for him and I wanted the, the town or the city rather of Philadelphia to celebrate. Um but you know, you, you have to earn the right in anything, any sport, don't you, to go out and win. Um and and, and fair play the you know, you know, the uh, yeah Chiefs, is it? yeah you know, the chiefs um
0: yeah they're they're from yeah they're they're from the city across the state that's not really we don't we don't count them you know they they <laughs> think they're a soccer town but you know it's what of am <laughs> talk about rivals we have that rival um and my question to you is kind of there was a great <laughs> segue there uh wrexham rival right now um because you got you guys have you got crosshairs on you from everybody at this point because of everything that's going on, not only being top of the table, but clearly the press, etc. How has the rival marketplace uh, evolved um, for you guys there, uh, you know, the club, and your near teams? Who 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 is it, and who's the most vocal to want to knock you down?
1: Well, our biggest and most historical rival are Chesto. so we are. 10 miles within sight the English border, and right on the other side of the border is Chester. So, Chester's the last town in England, Wales is the last town in uh, Wales, is the last town in Wales. So, it's called the cross border rivalry. And uh, I'd be doing it at this service if I wasn't truthful, it's absolutely vile. So, when we play each other, thankfully, we're in different leagues They're in a league below us, and hopefully next season they'll be in two leagues below us. But when we play, it's horrendously bad. You know, there's 200 riot police, you know, there's it's, 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 it's horrific. You know, it's really, really bad. You know, there's bricks are being thrown and it's, it's bad. You know, it's, they just don't like each other. So Chester is a quite an affluent city. It's a very pretty city. Um, whereas Wrexham's a working class blue collar town. So they are sort of like the posh, you know, the posh neighbor that look down their nose at Wrexham and Wrexham don't really react very well to that. So, so they're historically our biggest rival. Um, but, like I say, they're playing a, a division below, so we don't we don't cross paths with them that often, thankfully. Um, but at the moment, it just seems like it just seems like the entire. Well, I wouldn't say the higher level of football, and not everybody, because we've had sort of, lots of nice messages. But at the moment, there's a lot of jealousy out there. There's you know there's cynics out there that will say, oh, they once they've aired the documentary and made a few quid, they're going to be gone as quick as they came. So, yeah, obviously everybody wants to knock everybody down the, you know my, my sort of dislike towards Chelsea is because they were winning everything so I would be a hypocrite say, you know it's, it's it's that kind of feeling but Chelsea were light years away from where Wrexham are so um yeah we you know we've got you know we, we've got um lots and lots and lots of people on social media that'll try to bash Wrexham now to say that they buy in the league and you know we wish North County would just win it and that Wrexham would fail and things like that but we just have to embrace that, that we can't do anything about outside talk. And and, and I don't suppose it really affects the, the people that run the football club. Yeah. Um, as a supporter, I just sort of sit back and, and think, you know what? I remember the dark days when we had no money. I remember the dark days when we had to raise hundreds of thousands of pounds. So we've gone through our hardships. You know, we've, it's not like we've always had this, this bed of roses. It's not always been like that. So in fact, it's almost never been like that. So yeah, listen, um, these, Haters are always going to hate, that's that's life, uh, and that's even more so in sport. Um, What Wrexham needs to do is is put two fingers up to them and just go win the league and then... Which I'm two sure, fingers? I'm sure you, I'm sure you yeah, we're we're all. It's yeah.
0: a recorded. You can just show us. Then nobody will know. It's all good.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no. We. I thought that was the two. Um, so, uh, you know, let, let's 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 just take two seconds and let's and let's dream a little bit. Let's move into the future. You know, uh, one, two, three, four years into the future. Uh, how often does the what if cross your mind now? Um, that if this momentum continues, if the investment continues, if the results continue to fall in your favor and you go two divisions up or, you know, you, you start sniffing the championship and, 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 and God willing in, in, in a brilliant world, you make it all the way up. Like, does that, does that, do you lay in bed ever and like stare at the ceiling and like dream like a little kid pre-Christmas morning? Uh,
1: six nights a week probably, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't, um, I can't, uh, I don't really allow myself to go there um, purely because 15 years is a long time. I mean, the league we are in is shit, really shit. It's got the worst stadiums, hardly any of the – most of the teams have hardly got any supporters w- w- except for a handful Chesterfield, County, you County, know, Oldhams, your ex football league team. So you when you drop out of the football, you know, League Two, you go into the old league. So, um, everything about this league is just horrific so um i will allow myself to cross that bridge and and and, you know the child in me will come out once we get into the football league into league two so at the moment as, as you're well aware only one team gets promoted from our league it's horrendously difficult it's really really difficult whereas when you get to league two you have three automatic promotions places plus one playoff so four so very often you will see teams in Wrexham's league. Um, Stockport are right up there. So Stockport who kept us to the league last year are currently sitting in fourth place. Nine times out of ten, once you get out of the national league, you go straight up again from league two because the top end of national league football is better than the majority of league two. It, Wrexham have got more money at the moment than, and better squad than Wrexham squad is a league one squad, but it's such a it's such a we call it a cloggers league where. It, they just kick you. They don't play a lot of football. So, um, once we get into League Two, then I will start to think. You know what? What you know? What can we really achieve here? Um, people say, can we reach the top? Listen, I don't think. You, I don't think. Um, if you didn't believe that, then why turn up? Why you know? Why you know? Why look at Bournemouth? So, for example, Wrexham used to wallop Bournemouth when we were a League One team. We used to beat Bournemouth for fun. We used to beat Wigan for fun. You know. We beat Stoke regularly in the league, Sheffield Wednesday. You know, these teams are all big teams that played in the Premier League. So, yes, you have to do it over a sustained period of time. But if these teams can achieve a Bournemouth football club, can get to the Premier League and <laughs> stay in the Premier League with 9,000 supporters, then I, I look at that as an example. And I think to myself, well, if they can do it, then Wrexham sure as hell can do it. Because when we build the stand this year, we'll sell out again, we'll have 16,000 supporters. You know we've uh, and, and, and Rob and Ryan are not just chucking bucket loads of cash out it, guys. You know, it's very sustainable. So, um, you know, it, it, it's and they've got real good people at the helm that are running it correctly. So, um, yeah, I think I honestly do. People laugh a lot at the start when when Ryan or Rob was quoted as saying, we want to get to the Premier League. Um, but I think more and more people, especially locally now, are going, you know what, why can't we get there? If what's happened to us in the last two years happened to us, from where we've come from you know almost the ashes to where we are now then anything is, is possible so um it's going to be an exciting it's going to be an exciting couple of years that's for sure
0: yeah you know it's one of those things you know hearing you put it in that light it's you know it all sports any sport anywhere in the world you know it's it's about dreams it's about playing the game you know and i think that's one of the one of the reasons here in the states and i'm just wondering what your opinion is just on the effect that you believe shows like Ted Lasso, shows like Welcome to Wrexham, you know, because here in the States, you, you guys, you probably know better than most because your relationship with, with the club and, and those involved, but the love affair f- from Midwestern Americans that are, you know, corn and basketball or football, et cetera, that are, that are number one, know who Wrexham is, um, you, you know, things like that. It, it's it's a mushroom effect, and the popularity of the game here is growing. You know, so how does it make you feel that you're part of? Really, it's not just what's going on in Wrexham proper, but it's a global phenomenon. Your stories of real people kind of benefiting from this chaos, this craziness. How does that make you feel?
1: Um. I, I struggle to answer that. I don't really know, but I think because I'm sort of, I guess I'm, I'm in the eye of the storm, so if I was to sort of maybe step back and and, and if, I was a, if I was a supporter that lived, you know, that didn't run the turf, for example, that um, wasn't on the documentary as much as, as we are, or I am rather, um, then I would probably, you know, I'd have a different opinion to what I, I I think the answer is because I'm so cocooned into it every single day and I keep saying to myself, you know, it's going to slow down, it's going to, less tourists are going to come and, you know, less requests for interviews for things and things like that are going to slow down and, you know, and all the rest of it. Yeah, it doesn't. Every day, just it just it's just keeps coming. And I spoke to Rob and he said that thousands and thousands and thousands of Americans every day are still streaming it because it's obviously a streaming service. So um, why would it slow down? Um, and on the back of that, because Wrexham are doing so well, people are engaged. So, yeah, I, I find it really, I find it, bizarre. Uh, I've spoken to s- uh, dozens and dozens of Americans that, that, that say the same thing to me. Do you realize how popular Wrexham is in, in America? And obviously I don't, because I don't live there, but I still, even though they explain it to me, I still find it, it, it blows my mind. I find it bonkers. You know, I mean, Wrexham sold 5,000 jerseys before Hollywood took over. Um, they sold 26,000 this year and stopped, and stopped making them because they couldn't keep up. So, um, and they've ordered 35,000 just for an additional allocation next year. So it's just, I don't know. I don't have, I, I just find it, I just find it absolutely bizarre. Um It's one hell of a ride, but we're enjoying it. You know, it's it's lovely to meet people from all different parts of the world. Um And they show a genuine interest, you know, with these people that have flown you know, a, a lot of the tourists that come by the turf are, are people that are traveling around the UK. Maybe they've come for a, for a holiday or a vacation. So they so they drive it. Up. But even these people are driving from London, which is you know a four and a half hundred mile trip round trip from where we are. They still coming, just coming have a beer in the turf. I find that really bizarre.
0: Well, you know what it reminds me of, and I, and I don't know if it's popular over there. It is, is very popular here. Is uh, Jeremy Clarkson right from Grand Tour? Uh, I, I Clarkson's Farm. Are you familiar yeah. with the show on Amazon Prime?
1: Yeah, no, I've not watched it, but I've heard several people talk about it. Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson's uh, a bit of under, a bit of a divided figure in these
0: parts. <laughs> no, really, maybe because he's a Chelsea fan, kind of all goes to his head. But uh,
1: is, what, is he a Chelsea fan? Is he?
0: Yeah, uh, no, but he in the in the show, uh, the Clarkson's Farm, they, he he starts this. It, it's a it's a shop, it's a store called Deadly Squat, right? You know, in typical Clarkson style. And it's brought a lot of attention to that neighborhood that <laughs> didn't they didn't want the attention. But like I, the, the tourism factor, you know, they talk, you know, and they're making their own beer and all this stuff. And I, and I watch that show in parallel with what's going on on Wrexham. Um, and it, it, it just amazes me because I think that for me and Zach, tell me what you think, too, because we, we both watch it the same. Um, yes, I'm happy for the team. I love the results. I love the competition. I love the game. Right but i'm way more stoked over individuals like yourself uh and the staff at the stadium the human element of what that show has exposed in my opinion yeah. that's the value you know how, you know can you how 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 do your neighbors feel 2 years later 2 years into this plus you know is is there just a general different kind of like uh a vibe emotional vibe within the community because of all this i mean i have to assume that but love to hear your description
1: no absolutely i think everybody I, i've you know apart from a couple of years when i went traveling that i told you about i've never seen wrexham uh it's it's just it's thriving everybody is it, it's it's booming it's buzzing everybody's just got smiles on their faces um Everybody you speak to just wants to talk about what wonderful, how wonderful these guys are, what they've done for the community. Literally every conversation I have. Um, so on our breakfast truck, we probably serve I don't know maybe 150 people a day. Now chances are we might not know 80 people of them because they're coming through town. They're, you know they're working, and every single one of them wants to ask what's Rob like, what's Ryan like, what have they done for the what's brilliant, what they've done for the community. You know they they they're genuinely interested. So. Uh, just the whole vibe is just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, I, I told Rob and Ryan this to their face. I've said, do, do you have any idea what you've done? I don't think they do, you know, I, I don't think they realise, I don't think they grasp quite what they've done just by doing what they're doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's long may continue because, like I say, you know, when, we, when the football club was going through some dark times, that wouldn't just, if Wrexham if would have gone to the wall and folded, that would have been catastrophic, not just obviously for a football club, but for the town because it's the beating heart of this community. Like without it, there's, there's nothing else in Wrexham where you can attract 10,000 supporters every second Saturday or every second Tuesday. I
0: I got to be honest, I love the parallel. Um, and Zach, you know, check check me on your feeling on this. St. Louis is, has a tremendous legacy of soccer history. Uh St. Louis yeah. is also an industrial town. My hometown right across the river, it's a steel town. It's a dying steel town that is trying to recover. Our whole area is blue collar. Our neighborhoods are based upon these community clubs that have turned into great club- academies and things like that. And we and we've had success. Soccer's brought our 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 region love and passion for a long, long time. But St. Louis struggles. Uh, has a knock on crime. It has a knock on a lot of other things. In, in, industry has has fell. And now here we are with our team, City SC, in the MLS, first year. And it, it, it feels like a rebirth. It feels like the team is bringing some love and passion, you know, into our community that kind of needed it on different levels not on a soccer level because we were good we were good on a soccer level until you know until we're in the league but zach, zach you know what do you think about that and and, and wayne you know how, does it does it make you feel good that that those parallels exist and that you guys are able to tell your story on a on a larger scale
2: And for me i think it just goes back to why we started this the show is to tell stories about how soccer has, and or football has influenced and impacted your life. And, you know, Wayne, you started talking about how you were a player and you broke your leg twice in the same season. On the same and day. And changed the direction of, of your career. Uh, and now, you know, 20 years later, you're talking about working with two of Hollywood's biggest people. The town has been reinvigorated and I asked you the question about what you would recommend and what advice you would give. And I think what you said epitomizes and kind of brings us back full circle to just embrace it. Embrace the fact that this thing is something you can get behind and build a community on, build friendships, build relationships, and and really just embrace it for, for what that is. And it's so much more than just a game. And so that's what I take from that, JB is that soccer is, to most people in this area, more than just a game. It's a way of life, it's a part of life. And it feels like Wrexham, obviously, in St. Louis are gonna be very different in a a lot of aspects, but I think there's a lot of parallels between that because we do pin a lot of our hopes and dreams and happiness on the success or failures of the teams that we support. Now, the difference is in St. Louis we have Major League Baseball and we have, you know, National Hockey League. I don't think Wrexham has a lot of other professional sports teams out there, but you you glom on to what you love. And, and thankfully, soccer is growing in popularity here. So I think it's great. And I, I my only question back to you, Wayne, in addition to, to JB's or adding on to it, is these last couple minutes, you know, I just wanted to say you, you have kind of emerged as a star uh, out of this, you're going to experience something I think quite unique in your next trip to the US that you did not experience the last time, um, especially when you go to Philly, and you're hanging out with Rob. Um, <laughs> not that I think you're going to be paparazzi to death by any means, but I think you're going to be recognized. Um, and that's going to be interesting. So I'm curious. What are your plans? Are you going to wear like a? Are you going to grow out a beard? You're going to wear glasses, <laughs> um, lots of hats, wear a Chelsea jersey, something yes. to throw people off. What's your plan uh, to 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 be anonymous when you come over to the US?
1: No, I mean, listen. Um, again, several <laughs> several people have said that to me that you will be spotted. You will be, um, you know, people will talk to you and things like that. I'm absolutely fine with that. Listen, I'm the most. Um, Uh, without blowing my own trumpet i'm the most down-to-earth laid-back kind of character you'll ever come across so um if that happens then i will take all the time in the world to have a beer with these people chat to these people get to know these people and if you know if they if they're friendly to me then that'll certainly be reciprocated so um i'm looking forward to it you know i i don't um i'm not one that goes looking for the attention or the limelight and all that but you know it's you know i'm not also not going to be rude and say you know leave me alone i'm not sure it's going to be you know like that so um, I think um I think maybe it might be a little bit different when I go out to watch the team because well I hope it is because my long-suffering wife needs a holiday and she, she needs to you know <laughs> she needs to be able to breathe and and, and enjoy it herself so I, I I hope if anything it's a little bit more sort of hands-on when the, when the, the football team are out there and I I would imagine that would be the case because these people that are coming out to watch Wrexham probably will have watched the show which is why they're probably going to go and watch Wrexham so um I hope if it is a little bit bonkers it's a little bit more bonkers the second time I come but having said that you know my wife's exactly like me very nice very laid back and um you know I'm looking forward to um I'm looking forward to meeting people and you know it, it'll be nice to get out of work for a few weeks and, and breathe and uh, and actually get some fresh air and and, and you know I say talk about different things but I have a feeling that if that's is to happen then I'm just going to talk about Rex for two weeks on holiday. So but that's fine, you know, that's absolutely fine um because you know, I have to be I have to be I have to be brutally honest, you know, this has been such a boost for our business that the least I can do is is um is take 5 10 minutes and, and I have a drink with these you know, these fucking and uh, and 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 talk about whatever they want to talk about. Um like I say I'm very laid back and, and all the rest of it um so yeah, bring it on! I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to America. I'm really excited. Um, but I, I could be going to Timbuktu. I just need a holiday. I, I'm just, I, you know, I need to. <laughs> Whatever you do, so it's don't. Been two days of full on, really, really, you know, 100 hours a week for two years, full on. So apart from apart from a, a couple of days here and there, where we get to Portugal, where we get a, a weekend to ourselves, it's been it's been pretty extreme. But like I said at the start, it's all been one really good positive ride. So I really hope it continues. And you know, it's. Season two will be out in the summer. Um, I'm not, you know, we've requested to not be in it quite as much because there's other people in this town that deserve to tell their story. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's not just about me and the turf and the football team, although they always want to keep that link. They told me that because it's such a big part. But I, I think it's only right that other people have, have their say and have their moment to shine. And um, yeah, so when that comes out, we'll have to see where that takes us. But at the moment, I, 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 I love it. It's brilliant fun.
0: Dude, that, I mean that's a, that's a brilliant close for us. Um, you know, your, your modesty in in light of the whole situation and, and willingness to step up and, and suggest, you know, shine the light elsewhere as well. You know, is kudos to you dude that that, that's a class move um because there's plenty of people in this world that would not do that um you know so i i just i can't thank you enough for coming on uh i know you're you're approaching your next zoom uh meeting um which i'm sure was is not going to be anywhere near as fun as this zoom meeting was it's actually Um,
1: it's actually a funny story there's a gentleman who from naples florida i think that's where he's from um he he he's been in touch. He's been chasing me for about six weeks, and I feel really really bad because he phoned me and he, he owns a digital website firm of some description, and he wants to rebuild the turf website free of charge, and, which is so kind. Um, and I've been fobbing him off and putting him off and putting him off because just because we've had game after game after game, and and the pub is you know the, the 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 people think it's just a football club, but the football is only about 9% of our turnover so so the other se- the other six and a half days or seven days if there isn't a game that week it's still really busy so uh, so i i I've, i said right you know what I've, i am talking to you gents tonight um that would be the perfect opportunity to get it boxed off because i feel so guilty that he's doing this for me <laughs> and i have had time That's to awesome. speak so, yeah, that, that's what the next
0: one is. <laughs> well, I, t- I tell you what, dude, here, here's we will extend the obvious open invite, you know, when you're in the States. And if you ever add days to your trip, uh, you come through the Midwest. Uh, you, we're, we're we're five hours from Chicago. We're four hours from Nashville. I mean, we're we're kind of like that scene in No Brother, Where Art Thou, where we're like five hours from everywhere, like in the <laughs> honest. So and we won't even talk about Kansas City because you don't want to go there. We'll, we'll get that <laughs> out of the way. But Wayne, Wayne Jones, um, thank you for your time. Um, really appreciate it. You know, best of luck with the rest of the season with the team, and you know, looks looks extremely promising. Love the opportunity. You know, maybe later in the summer, you know, um, next fall, if we, if you don't mind, we'd love to circle around, catch up, and just kind of let, let's see where we're at. We'll do a little snapshot, and uh, you give us an update on how things are going. Uh, People here want to hear it because your story, the town's story, the role soccer plays in your lives. There's a parallel here that I I don't, that you wouldn't have known about, but I'm telling you it exists and, and we, we appreciate your time. So uh, Zach, thank you again for uh, keeping us somewhat on the rails here. And uh, if you, you know, give us a follow Spotify, Apple, Apple, all that stuff, you know, we'd love it. I'm going to roll us out with, uh, some more bad finger uh, unbeknownst to Wayne is the greatest uh, rock band of, from Wales the um, KC classic here this song Wayne by the way is day after day and that's just literally how you have to live it just take it one day at a time you know and add it to, to your rotation play it in the pub and uh, when we get off here uh, we'll catch up because uh, we're going to figure out a way for the Soccer Dad Pod to buy your regulars around next time you're, you're up there so um, thank you Good luck. We'll catch up with you soon. Zach, we'll see you at the uh, practice field.
2: Thank you, Wayne. Cheers, guys.